So, what were we going to talk about? We were going to say... is anywhere but here my name's maria my name's tom and we are two reluctant residents of greensboro north carolina who yeah. want to talk about it and want to talk about it with other reluctant residents of greensboro <laughs> and kind of explore our accidental love for the city yeah it'll be great i'm excited i'm very excited we're gonna have guests and then you and i are gonna talk for hours many many hours <laughs> so many hours we're looking forward to it yo this is chuck pinkney and you're listening to the daniel white show so welcome to another episode of the daniel white show Today we have a very special guest, someone I've known for a very, very long time, the Jordan Reed. Uh, how you doing, brother? I'm good, man. I don't know why you put the in front of my name, but you, I'll take it. You know what? I told everyone I messed up with the first recordings, and I want to put the because you were very important, sir. You know what I'm saying? You took one of my good friends from back in the day. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't seen you in a long time, but just life, you know what I'm saying? I think after middle school, we uh, you know, went to different high schools and had different things going on, but I still kept up with you, you know, just uh, through a... Uh, you know, we lived in the same city, so I still know what you were, what you were doing. You played football for Andrews and all that stuff like that, too. So, But, yes, we have an ask for a question we're going to um, do right quick, and then we'll jump into the interview. Yeah, so the icebreaker question is, how do you want to be remembered? Yes, so I want to be remembered as someone that, you know, just bridged the gap between mostly creatives, but obviously just people with this show and Free Pizza. Um, other podcasts I want to be someone that like man just help a bunch of people have a platform to talk about their ideas their careers and just you know just have a place to share stories of who they are um, that's probably my main focus of uh, uh, my life and hopefully when I die and I'm you know I'm gone and people remember that you know remember these shows yeah so for sure yeah what sure. about you uh, impact I mean impact for me I just want to figure out how I can impact others lives just because Everybody, I always tell everybody, don't be scared to be different. Yeah. Like, there's no blueprint to success. Like, there's so many different roads to success. You've had plenty of success. Our friends have had success. I've had success. Yeah. Everybody has a different definition of success. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, everybody wants to live the American dream, but that dream may be different for everybody. So, I just want to figure out a way I can impact people in different ways. And yeah. I private train quarterbacks in Charlotte. That's my way of giving back. The things that I learned when I played quarterback, and I always say your two cents may be a million dollars worth a million dollars to somebody else. Like yeah, that's a yeah. quote that I live by. My dad taught me that. You just never know that little tidbit that you share with them and may help them out in the long run. And it's just something that cycles over and over and over again. So yeah. impact would be a way to I like to be remembered. Absolutely, and I definitely uh, think you'll definitely remember for that. You know, so you're doing a lot in the community and it's super dope. Makes me feel like my answer wasn't good enough. <laughs> no, mine's impact now. <laughs> but nah, Jordan is an NFL uh, draft analyst uh, with ESPN. Someone I'm very proud of. I remember seeing the news on Facebook and literally screaming. <laughs> it's like, this is super crazy, but well-deserved. I know you work very hard in, uh, in the industry and uh, I'm very excited to see how, you know, what you what you do with that position, right? Uh, ESPN. Um so, yeah, so tell us where you're from and how you got into sports. Obviously, sports is a big part of your life, mm -hmm. obviously. Yeah. Um, so tell us how you got into sports. And I know you did basketball, football, and all that throughout. But, yeah, take us to the beginning. 
So I've always been a sports junkie my entire life. Like you, Brian, Tony, who are some of my close friends, I used to call me Mr. ESPN <laughs> growing up. Cause, I remember those yeah. days. Yes. <laughs> Back then, we didn't get – well, we didn't have cell phones when we were younger, but we just had to look at the ticker at the bottom. Yeah. And I would tell you guys stuff that happened before it even happened. And y'all would be like, how, how did you know that? <laughs> yeah, for so, real, though. I mean, I've always had a huge affinity for sports. I've loved sports. It's something that's been a part of my life uh, ever since I've been born. But – I was a basketball kid growing up. Uh, I was a big LeBron fan, Chris Paul, somebody I'm close with. Yes. Um, I've been a big basketball guy growing up. So I knew basketball through and through. That's what I loved growing up. I mean, my dad put a basketball in my hand at three years old. (laughs) So I wanted to be an NBA player growing up. But when I was nine years old, my dad tricked me saying that we were going to shoot hoops (laughs) when in reality it was football signups for tryouts. But – it was a blessing in disguise. I gravitated towards football. Yeah. Played high school basketball all the way through my senior year, but of course went to play college football after that. And I mean, I just fell in love with the game after that. And really? football has taken care of me so much. And it's just crazy. You give so much to the game, and it has a funny way of giving back giving to back. you. So fo- football's done so much for me. That's amazing. And obviously, it led you to where you are now. But let's go back because obviously, you said you were tricked into signing up and you didn't want to right. play football. You had right. no interest until your dad right. uh, did that. So tell us why he did that and then about your journey going forward from there pop Warner. yeah so my dad didn't think i was tough at all every time i drive in the paint i would complain for a foul at five years old <laughs> and he was like man you're just too young you need to toughen up <laughs> so he signed me up for football and i was terrified i cried the entire time yeah that typical kid dragging on your dad's pant leg <laughs> crying <laughs> walking out no. the park that was me <laughs> But, I mean, like I said, it was a blessing in disguise for me. Football's done so much for me. I've won multiple championships as a coach. Yeah. Got an undergrad and master's degree for free out of football. Yeah, yeah. So, football's done so much for me. And then with ESPN now, which was totally random, it's, like I said, football's done so much for me. Yeah, that's amazing. And then you said you kind of you were always a quarterback. Yeah. So, tell us about your first time on the, yeah. on the field and yeah. kind of how that came to be. So... Like I said, I was nine years old at the time, had never grabbed a football in my entire life. I pick it up, the coach is standing like 30 yards away, and I just toss it to him, and I toss it over his head. And he was like, where was you at when you threw that? (laughs) He was like, go on back there, (laughs) go back there again, and toss it to me. So I toss it, and I toss it even further. This time, he was like, okay, we have our quarterback for this year. That's crazy, bro. So, like I said, I just kind of fell into football. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. And it's cool because, I mean, obviously, you probably still take hits in practice. But, like, you were terrified of getting hit. I mean, Mm -hmm. quarterback, you know, if you're good enough, you wouldn't get hit. So, it's like, yeah, That's the the great thing about playing quarterback. (laughs) Stay off the quarterback. You hear that every time. Because that quarterback gets hurt is a game changer. And no matter what level of football you're playing, if the quarterback gets hurt, I mean, That's you got to do some soul searching. Yes. <laughs> some things change. Some things change. So, fortunate for me, I never got hit. Never in got practice, hit. the first time I took hits was in the game, which sucks just because you don't really train your body for that. But yeah, yeah. whenever those guys get an opportunity to hit the quarterback <laughs> – I'm try to tee off on you, but yeah. that's the great thing about playing the position. That's amazing. And tell us about the first game you played, the first, the first game, the first official game you played when you were nine years old. Yeah, so it kind of was a blur a little bit with the High Point Lions. It's the team that I played for, played for I think like six or seven years growing up. But we won like three or four games <laughs> total, and I'm just out there, like I said, like I was telling you for the vibes. We just out there exercising. <laughs> we went, we went out 
case. We knew going into the game we weren't going to be very good. I mean, we had some playmakers here and there, but we weren't very good. I'm just out there running around just trying to get the ball out of my hand. It was like a game of hot potato. Yeah, first I not get hit. Nobody blocking, <laughs> just throwing it to anybody. So it's, it's just fun just looking back on it now. That's amazing. And I remember because I played for the Cowboys for not even a year. I broke, ended up breaking my wrist in one of the first practices after I made the weight. Um but I'm I'm sure we had to play against you guys. I mean, yeah, because yeah, I mean, nine years old. What was that middle school? Yeah, 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 it's middle yeah. school. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we probably played against you guys. No, remember, it was like the tail end of elementary. Yeah, okay, like tail end. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're old now. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what these years are anymore. But um, that's crazy. I remember playing on playing. Uh, you know, it was a good time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I remember you were heavy into it, and uh, just because we were we hung out back then, so mm-hmm. I knew what was up. The, I said Tony and Brian, if you listen to this, shout out to you guys. I miss you guys. Um, because they they played too, didn't they? Yeah, they yeah, play with. Yeah, you. they all play exactly. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, all yeah. play together. Um, so you're playing games throughout you know those years. You say you didn't win much, but you were having fun. You you really enjoyed it. That's what youth sports is all about. Yeah, and yeah. And I mean, there's youth sports is so different now because everybody takes it so seriously. We were out there just having fun. <laughs> yes. Like, like we were in the backyard, just out there playing. Nobody cares about winning or losing. Yeah. We just out there. Nobody paying attention to the clock. Just out there playing. That's playing. the great thing. Playing about on the sidelines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Everybody's just experimenting, just trying to figure out what they like. Yeah, so yeah. That's the great thing about youth sports. So you mentioned that you, when when you were playing basketball, you want to be in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So when you got in, when you got into football, did you have goals of NFL or playing pro ball? I did, but once I got to like the tail end of my senior season in college, that's where reality kind of hit mm. a little bit. Okay. Just because I'm looking around, I'm like, okay, this dude's pretty good, but he ain't getting the opportunity <laughs> in the NFL, and I'm not as good as him. So yeah. I went right into coaching. That was my way of staying in the game. Um, we just hired a new head coach at the time. So the coach after I played got let go after that season, and mm. they had just hired a new head coach so I go in and I introduce myself to him and I say hey I'm going to graduate school and I'm interested in being a graduate assistant so he was like okay we got an open position we love to have you on you know the landscape of the school I did that at North Carolina Central which is where I went to school mm-hmm. he was a new coach at the time so he needed some assistance just because he was oh, learning gotcha. he was learning the lay of the land so I was really pretty much his right hand man yeah. and you know as a graduate assistant you're doing everything from fetching coffee to <sighs> Excel sheets to everything. So, but I mean, the toughest part for me was just going from being at the top of not the food chain, but the totem pole to going all the way back to the bottom. Yeah. Coaching. So that was a big adjustment for me. Um, But being a graduate assistant, once again, I got a master's degree for free. I didn't pay anything for it. That's a privilege. But also I was still around football for two years. Mm -hmm. So once again, having that funny way of paying your way through the game and then it paying itself back to you. So, and then after that, those two years were up. And then our running backs coach got a head coaching job at Shaw University Shaw, in Raleigh. Yeah, Shaw, yeah, yeah. And the first person that he wanted to hire was me. So I got eased, eased into that full-time position. Oh, so dope. I, yeah, I was put on uh, – I was full-term for three years. And then after that, um, he found a better situation for him. He's actually at Tennessee, University of Tennessee now. Oh, so, that's a big school. Yeah, making big money now. I was about to say, yeah, that's a huge big school money now. So he got a better opportunity. And, you know, I wanted to get out of coaching just because the job security wasn't great. And then I had my daughters at the time, my twin daughters. So yeah, wanted to be there for them and my wife. Uh, started freelancing uh, for a year as a writer. Took a chance. And then – ESPN what? came about. Yeah, ESPN came about out of nowhere. That's crazy. Yeah, I took a chance on myself. Let's, let's jump back for a little bit. Let me mm-hmm. come back to that because I'm interested in you because uh, you played a little bit of Welburn. Yeah, 
and then Andrews. Yep. So I definitely want to highlight the high, the high school years. Mm-hmm. Um, because I remember when I, everyone remember Andrews Central games. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Those those are the big deals and high like points. So how was it playing in high school? And we'll mm-hmm. we'll come back to where you were yeah. as far as where you were now. But um, yeah, how was it playing in high school? It was amazing. Yeah. I mean, high school. I always say 15 to 25 is like the prime years of your life. Yes. I wish I could go back to those times <sighs> every day. No bills, no kids, oh. no, no worries in the world. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> That's just the prime years of your life. But. High school was great. High school football was great. And there's so many hidden lessons in playing sports. You're building camaraderie with all your friends, all my friends like you that I still have to this day. And, I mean, you're going to battle together. I mean, my dad, we're in my parents' house right now. For those of you that are listening. Yeah, we are. He has every single game that I played in high school upstairs. Oh, are you serious? He has every single game. He has every single game that I ever played in. So, just looking back. On stuff like that, it's it's just it's just so much fun. That's amazing. I remember your yeah. parents being extremely supportive. You yeah. know, when you played, yeah. you know, what I'm saying because I, I knew them uh, obviously back in the day we hung mm-hmm. out a lot. Um, but with high school ball, was there a, more of a pressure for you to be obviously good? You know, at, at at your position and good at the sport. I mean, did you feel any type of pressure when you played? Yeah, I mean, you're playing quarterback. Yeah. Anytime you're playing quarterback, doesn't matter if it's Pop Warner, Little League, Middle School, High School, or College. There's always going to be some sense of pressure. Yeah. And that's why quarterbacks get paid the big bucks in yeah. the NFL, just because when you play bad, you get the blame. When you play good, you get the praise. That's, that's what true. comes with the position. So, I mean, I didn't feel any type of pressure just because you only feel pressure when you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. That's what I always said. Yeah. But just understand that when things go good or bad, they're going to praise you or blame you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And was the goal for you to get – because you, you wanted to play collegiate ball. Yeah. So you that was a goal. So we just go for you get scholarships and all yeah. that. And did you end up getting yeah. that? Yeah. So, so tell us about that transition of you going to play ball in college. Yeah. So I'm just so blessed, man, because my senior season, I only played the first two games. I actually tore my meniscus. Oh, My wow. senior season in high school. That. Yeah. So I played against Grimsley the first game mm-hmm. and High Point Central, the yeah. final game. So yeah. my last play of my high school career was throwing a game-winning touchdown. Against High Point Central. No. My senior year. Man, I don't want to talk about that and right then, now. Because I'm a bison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then so I go home that night and, you know, my knee's bothering me. But I didn't think nothing of it. Yeah. I just thought it was just something small. Yeah. But I wake up the next day and my knee is like the size of a cantaloupe. Oh, my God. And so my mom was like, yeah, something's wrong. We yeah. need to go get it checked out. So we get an MRI. It comes back the next few days. And I have a torn meniscus. So, yeah, my, my career is over. I'm yeah. crying. You know, it's your senior season. Yeah. We're winning. We're 2-0. and oh. This was supposed to be the year. We're yeah. loaded on both sides of the ball. So, that was unfortunate. But, you know, things happen for a reason. That's yeah. what I always say. You don't see it at the time. But things always happen for a reason. And I was fortunate to have three scholarship offers prior to my senior season. So, wow. I had North Carolina Central, Winston-Salem State, and Western Carolina. Okay. Those were my three offers that I had. And – I ended up going to Winston-Salem State, uh-huh. went there for a year. Um, there was some coaching turnover, and then I went to North Carolina Central. There's a blessing in disguise for me wow. once again. So things just have a funny way of working out for me <laughs> for some reason, man. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. So the turnover to coaching called you to like, me to switch gears mm-hmm. and go to Central yep. um, and play ball there. So was there any difference between those two teams as far as playing? Did you feel better playing at Central than WSSU? Um, I mean, it was pretty much the same, honestly. Yeah. The location was different, obviously, being in Winston-Salem versus Durham. There's a little bit more to do in Durham just right. because you're surrounded by Chapel Hill, Chapel Hill and Raleigh. Raleigh. And, but also you're surrounded by North Carolina and Duke and NC State. So there's a little bit more to do, obviously. Yeah. So 
Durham felt a little bit more college-y okay. as opposed to Winston-Salem. I would say that, but as far as like the programs, it is pretty much the same for the gotcha. most part. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And obviously super intense because you're yeah, playing absolutely. college ball. Yeah, I'm about absolutely. to say, the training camps absolutely. are probably crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two-a-days and all that stuff. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having nightmares thinking about it now. It's what you mentioned that. I mentioned uh, when we were shooting that, um, as if you played in the, uh, it played now, you're like, nah, bro. Oh, Man, no. Those days are oh, over. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. The only time I play football is if it's the all-time quarterback at the flat family flat football game with a reunion. Absolutely. I just understand those days are over. Oh man, that's crazy. So, did, what are the highlights that you playing at uh, Central? Did you any games you remember particularly, or any times that you had? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was plenty. We played on ESPN a whole bunch. That's I had dope. a really good game against Hampton. Yeah, uh, we played Hampton. That was our first win on ESPN in quite some time. So. That was one of the bigger ones. And then just playing in NFL stadiums, playing yeah. in the Colts stadium. Uh, we played in the Cleveland Browns stadium. Just little things like that. Just makes you feel like you're in the About NFL. To say, That's yeah. stuff you dream of when you're little, just playing in those NFL stadiums. That's amazing. And obviously, you, you kind of said that you were kind of looking at people around you and thinking mm-hmm. about the NFL. It's just like, ah, yeah. I don't know how that's going to be. You got to be, you gotta be <laughs> realistic with yourself. I think yeah. that's something a lot of people fail to do. It's just being realistic with yourself. That's something that I've always been with myself. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I'm going to be realistic with myself. So with my football career, like I said, I went right into coaching, didn't even try to go to the league. Okay, gotcha. Like I wanted to walk by the time I was 30. (laughs) That's what I always told myself. Those hits add up, man. Those hits of quarterback, it's like a tax. Eventually you got to pay that tax. Eventually. So, and all those hits, they don't feel good. Oh my gosh. Bruh. I mean, mean, and obviously everyone, most people have seen the movie, uh, was Will Smith pick concussion? Yeah. Yes, that he played. uh, When I remember watching that and I thought about you guys, I was like, I wonder if uh, Jordan is going through any of this process of, you know, and then you hear the nightmares of people out the league who have these mm-hmm. issues and they yeah. can't get help or right. whatever. And it's just right. like, man, this is I didn't think I didn't think about that. I'm thinking I'm watching NFL like they get paid millions of dollars, having a great time, right. and then the back end is like, nah, this yeah, is C T E and yes. all that stuff, man. It's it, it's scary. Exactly, exactly. So good for you for making yeah. <laughs> that realization. Like, all right, let me go do something else. Um, got into coaching, you said, yeah. and um you said you went straight into it. Yeah, went right into it. So how it works is with coaching, you have to climb a ladder, just like any other job. You start mm-hmm. as a graduate assistant, then you start as what's called a position coach, which is where you specifically work with one position. I work with running backs. And then you develop into a coordinator, which means you're over an offense or a defense. And then you eventually go to a head coach. That's usually how it works. Wow. So, yeah, I started off as a graduate assistant, and then I was fortunate enough to be brought on as the running backs coach. I worked with quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers as a graduate assistant just because you have your hand in everything as a graduate assistant. So, um, specifically worked with running backs after that. Had some really, really good players. Won three championships at the time. Uh, I got my rings upstairs. Okay, let's go. I do actually want to see those. I got them upstairs. Um, And then just after that, like I told you, like I said earlier, I just didn't like the job security of coaching. Yeah. Uh, starting a family, I didn't want to be that dad that wasn't there mm. for my family and then also my wife. Um, so I took a chance on myself as far as writing. But the NFL draft is something that I've always loved. Like, wow. I was that kid that sat in front of the TV. Like I told you, I was a big ESPN guy. Yeah. I wanted to know everybody's names. I wanted to know their story and then just how good they were. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to figure out a way to combine – the NFL draft and also writing. I loved writing too. Wow. So I could that. never I could never seriously pursue it though, just because of my duties as a D one 
you know, college athlete just right. because it's so tedious with that. I just could never focus on writing. So mm-hmm. now I had an opportunity to focus on writing, but also the NFL draft, which is what I love. So I wanted to figure out a way to combine both of them. That's crazy. So, yeah, <laughs> took a chance on myself for a year and it ended up working out for me. Wow. And you free and freelance writing. So who would you submit these these writings to? For, re- for you to be freelance. Yeah, so I started my own blog. Okay. It was on yep. a website called blogger.com. I'm not even sure if that even exists. <laughs> I remember blogger.com. Yeah, so I was <laughs> yeah. on blogger.com. I was writing everything. I was doing my own editing. I was doing all of that stuff. So if I see something that happened on ESPN, I would just write down my thoughts. I would just type it up. Yeah. It'd be like a page long. So if a trade happened, like when LeBron signed with Miami, like okay. I would just type it up real fast, my thoughts, and I would just publish it. I would just share it. Wow. I would just share it. I would just put it out there. And then what happened was I wanted to specifically focus on the NFL draft. So started to break down prospects, just writing scouting reports, just typing it up, typing it up, typing no it up. Way. So really where I fell in love with it was my final two years when I was at Central. Mm-hmm. I was a position coach, running backs coach, but also I was recruiting coordinator. So with recruiting Ooh. coordinator, you're scouting all these guys. Mm-hmm. You're sitting in the living rooms with mom and dad trying to recruit these kids to come to your school. Yeah. But when you're recruiting coordinator, you build what's called a big board or a mm-hmm. scouting board. board. And we have meetings every Friday. We have recruiting meetings. So with these recruiting meetings, we would break it down by position. Yeah. So I would ask the quarterback's coach, hey, who's your favorite quarterback out of these three? I already know who I like. Mm-hmm. I just want to see who you like. So that's really where I fell in love with, like, the scouting side of things, breaking down kids, strengths, weaknesses, and how they could fit into the championship puzzle. Just fitting all these kids together and just putting all those pieces to the puzzle together. I was like, man, I love doing this. Like, just seeing (laughs) these kids, recruiting them to come to school, talking to mom and dad, and then just seeing it all come together. We were winning winning championships. We were rolling. It's like, man, I really like doing (laughs) doing this. You know what I'm saying? So that's really where I fell in love with scouting. That's crazy. So, and these kids were in high school. These are high school kids. Yeah. Yeah. So you were going around different high schools. Was mm-hmm. it mostly around North Carolina? It was everywhere. It was you. It was all so over you were the going country. Everywhere. Yeah, we had kids from California, Florida. We had some kids from Canada. We had them from wow. everywhere. So how did you? Obviously, there's a lot of ground to cover. How did mm-hmm. you get word of these gifted players? Did you just so there's there's a website called Huddle. Okay. It's h u d l dot com. And how it's crazy how times have changed. So when I was coming up in, <laughs> in high school, we would have to put our highlight tapes on a DVD <laughs> and send it out and mail it to coaches, hoping that they would open it. Oh, we wow. never knew if they opened it or not. Wow. The only way we knew they opened it is if they saw the number that was on the DVD. You had like an intro, you had your picture, your height, and your weight. Yeah. And the number. Like, hey, if you're <laughs> interested in me, call this number. So it was my dad's cell phone number. Yeah. And, you know, obviously those schools that offer me, they, they got in contact with the high school coach and then also my dad, too. But now with Huddle, you can post your own clips. No way. And each coach, all they have to do is type in your name, and all they have to do is put Huddle after it, and their clips come up. Boom, just like it that. It just comes up just like that. So oh there's God. no travel. There's nothing like that. Y'all have so it's like now. such an easy invention. It's so such good now. Y'all have so good now. million-dollar invention that was so easy at the time that we didn't even think about. But, yeah, Huddle. All you have to do is each team has their own page. Every kid has their own profile. It's wow. really creative. So, it's like, really Central has one and Andrew, every high school Ragsdale? The, every high school in the country has wow. it, Has a huddle. I had no clue. Yeah. I'm going to check it out just for – can I go – because it's like a public site. I can go yeah, watch clips. Huddle.com. Oh, H-U-D-L.com. I'm doing that later. You can type it up. That's crazy. So, you were using huddle. 
Yep. Back because that was still mm-hmm. that was active when you were yeah. doing your thing, and you just go all around. Say, hey man, I see this kid's yeah. cool. I'm gonna talk to his parents. You fly me mm-hmm. out. Yeah, yeah. So what happens is with Huddle, each kid has their own, like I said, their own profile. So you ask a kid, hey, send me the link. It'd be a web link to your your Huddle profile. They DM you the link through Twitter or social media, whatever you have, and you can see the kid's GPA. You can see everything oh on that Huddle link. Goodness. But what happens is in college, each kid, like every game you have on Saturdays, you can invite kids for what's called an unofficial visit. Now, you can't pay for anything, mm. but they can come down on their own dime. But between, I think back then, it was like from the last week in December, like after Christmas, obviously, through January, you have what's called official visits. Okay. So you fly them in, you pay them in, you pay everything. Lunch, dinner, breakfast, all that stuff. And it's wow. from Friday. It's like Friday night through Sunday afternoon. Yeah. And you're just basically rolling out the red carpet for them, trying to get those kids to come <laughs> to your to school. Get to the school. So, yeah, it's, it's just fun, like, seeing kids, how they react to different things, seeing an actual game. Seeing the campus, the parents having questions about all this stuff, so it's a pretty cool experience. That's wild. Yeah. So what would what were the things you look for when you were trying to recruit some mm-hmm. of these kids? Like what characteristics or yeah. how they played? Like what were you looking for? Yeah, I mean talent was the obvious one. You got to have right. a certain baseline level of talent. Um, character was something else that we really looked for. Who's a team captain? You know, who's the leaders uh, of the team? Um, those are really the two big things that we look okay. for, just character and talent. And then, I mean, once you meet the kid, you fall in love. That's all I was wondering. Just the personality. To... Yep. Would he fit in our locker room? Is he a fit at the school? Academics, obviously, are a big one. Do we have his major? Mm. There's so many different things that go into kids coming or choosing your school. That's very interesting. Yeah. Well, I know, and you mostly focus on running backs, quarterbacks, or were you just looking at everybody? So when you're the coordinator, you're over all of that. Okay, so you have to organize travel. You have to set up the funds for everything. Oh you got to be in control of everything. You make the schedule Friday through Sunday. Oh, my god! Yeah, you're over all of that. That's so much pressure. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. That's what comes with the job, though. But it's fun. If yeah. you like doing stuff like that. It wasn't work to me just because this kid could change your life. Yeah. If you we, got an all-star, then. Right, if you got an all-star, he could change your life. This kid could be – he could get you to that big promotion yeah. that you want. So, it's it's a fun job, man. I love college coaching. That's amazing. Okay, so, yeah, just got us through the road after that. So, yeah. you did that for how long? I did that for five years total. Counted my two years as a graduate assistant. Wow, yeah. graduate student. And you were to graduate school – so I went for I got my master's in athletic administration. Okay, I, I gotcha. wanted to be eventually once I got like sixty years old, I wanted to be an athletic director. Okay. Okay. <laughs> After I finished coaching for like thirty years. Yeah. So I got my master's in athletic administration. That's amazing. How was that course load? Like how was that curriculum? Where were you I mean, it, it was good. Yeah. Um, I've always been I've always been like a standout student. Yeah. You know, academics is nothing that's like came hard. But I say you were always yeah, very smart. Never. Yeah. And then you're in the career field that you want to get into. Yeah, so it, it wasn't work to me. It didn't at feel all. like it didn't feel like any schoolwork or anything. Right. You were right. just doing your thing. Right, that's amazing. Right. So obviously, you graduated from that. Right, did your thing. It was a two year program. Yeah, two year program. Two year program, and you mm-hmm. were and you just kind of kept on doing your thing. Um, you were at and that was at Central. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that so was at Central. Graduated from that, then you ended up getting the what position after that? So, I went right into running backs after that. Gotcha. Yeah, running backs coach. Yes, yeah. running back coaching, yeah. and and why in particular running back? So that was the position that came open. Okay, gotcha. once our um, he got a head coaching job at Shaw University at the time in mm-hmm. Raleigh, right? Which is HBCU and Raleigh is doing a good job there. Coach Jones, um, 
and I kind of got groomed a little bit under him just because when you're a GA, you're touching quarterbacks, you're touching running backs, mm -hmm. wide receivers, offensive line, you're doing it Everything, all. Yeah. That's the great thing about being a graduate assistant. You're just wearing so many different hats, and then you're basically doing all the grunt work. So you're learning about different positions. That's why I tell everybody that goes into being a call GAs, being a GA, like I wish I knew half as much that I learned as a GA as I knew as a player. Oh man! Like if I knew some of the stuff that I learned when I was coaching, yeah, I would be so much better as right, a player. So. Just because you're sitting back and you're watching yep. everything, you're not experiencing as a player. So that's the great thing about being a GA. Man, that's crazy. That's yeah. like a very cool position. I yeah, didn't know that is. even existed. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so you got through that, and then you were. I guess the freelance writing, everything that was yeah. used to doing that a little bit, mm -hmm. um, blogger. And when did the sh your podcast come along? Was that? Yeah, so that came along a little bit later. Okay. Um, I always wanted to start a podcast just yeah. because there's only so much you can say when you're writing. Exactly. And when you're writing, it gets a little bit tedious. Yeah. But now I can get out so much more and you got a little bit more free reign yeah. when you're talking. So, I mean, podcasts are fun. But the thing about podcasts is that you have to make sure you're saying the right yes. things too because you never know who's listening yeah. to your podcast. That's crazy. And so what – so were you still writing for blogging and everything when you did the podcast? And were yeah. you still doing the, the assistant coaching thing as well? Yeah. So you were just adding so much on your plates. Yeah. I'm thinking like how how'd you have the time? Right. I mean, you make time for what you want to make time. <laughs> That's very no, true. I'm not a big sleeper either. Yeah. I've oh my God, Jordan. Sleeper. I've never been a big sleeper. It's like always up and at it. Always. So, there's something it's just to do. how I'm wired, man. Wow. So you just constantly watching football, yeah. doing your podcast, and how how would you? Because it always takes a lot of time to research and do your thing with the show, mm -hmm. the, with, the, with your podcast. And you, you also tell us what you also talk about in the podcast as well. Yeah. Um, I know it's not active anymore. Yeah. But um, what was it called? And just talk about just kind of what you. So it was called the read option. R-E-I-D yep. is my last name. But mm -hmm. in football, there's a play called the read option. Oh. Yeah. So I okay. thought that was a little bit play of a on twist. Words. Yeah. A little bit of a play on words. But, I mean, it was just strictly football. Yeah. Um, we would start it out like a little bit of sports talk. But the premise of it was football yeah. and some things that were going on in the sports world, whether it was a big trade that happened or, you know, somebody may have just gotten hurt. How does this affect the team? You know, the great thing about sports is that something always comes up. Yes. There's storylines create themselves. About to say every, every game. <laughs> it create themselves. Game. So there's always something to talk about. And it was just barbershop talk. That's what I like to call it. Yeah. Just lay your hair down, kick your feet up, and just <laughs> let it all out. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And you, went, it got to the point where you, you had guests and everything, too, yeah. didn't you? Yeah, yeah. You did guests and reaching out yeah. people all over just the country. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, big time guest Kirk Herbstreit, who was a big guy for yeah. College Game Day, big ESPN guy. He's been there like twenty five years now. That's amazing. Um, I mean, there's been a bunch of big time guests uh, <laughs> on there, but yeah, I'm I'm ready to get back into it. Yes, <laughs> sure. yes, absolutely. And how would you reach? I mean, that's a big name. Did you just reach mm -hmm. out to your email, or how how the how that work? Yeah. So with Kirk, he's actually been a friend of mine for a very long time. So back in my my senior year of college, I got an uh, award for community service, mm -hmm. and he was the one that actually was over it. Oh so there was 22 student athletes, football student athletes, that got awarded for their community service. Mm -hmm. And I was one of those 22 out of like 3,000 people that had got nominated for it. So they flew us down to New Orleans, and we went to the Sugar Bowl. Okay, yeah. Um, Alabama and Oklahoma okay. was playing in at that time, and we got honored. We actually got to go on the field at halftime. <sighs> Man. be honored for it so that's crazy it was part of that award and we just kept in contact 
after that. So, I mean, great contact oh, to so have. Kirk's homies. a great guy. Yeah. Okay. Kirk's yeah. a great guy. <laughs> Shout out to Kirk. Yeah. That's amazing, brother. <laughs> yeah. That's dope. And how long did the podcast kind of go for? It went for like two years yeah. originally. Then it got started back up. And then I switched jobs, obviously. And it was a part of their company. It was under their umbrella, so I had to stop it. But eventually, I want to get back into it. That's the plan. I said, hopefully, you can still under what you're doing now. Hopefully, right. I mean, it makes sense of what you're doing yeah. to have the, the podcast back. Yeah. You know, maybe right. you need to change a few things up for right. it to fit the mold. But you know what I'm saying? Um, so anyway, so yes, yeah, so after the podcast ended, because you got this mm-hmm. new position. Yeah. Um, first of all, tell us how that was yeah. getting like I, this your internal feelings yeah. of getting this dream role. Right. It, it was crazy, yeah. man. Like I held on, not telling my wife, and my family. <laughs> I told them all at the same time. Oh, did you really? Yeah, I told them all. So I told my mom, like, hey, I got some news to break to you. She's like, oh, God, it's Erica. My wife's name is Erica. She's pregnant again. I was like, no, she's not pregnant. <laughs> she's she's no, not pregnant again. We got the twins. We're good. So I'll just go back to the beginning of the story. So it actually was like the middle of, well, the beginning of October. So a lot of people don't know this. I was a school teacher for three years. Yeah, I was good. a business teacher at Glenn High School in Kernersville, North Carolina. What? Yeah, so I was teaching for three years. Nobody ever knew this. How'd unless you keep you were, that yeah, under unless rap? you were super close to me. <laughs> I was I was I was teaching sports marketing for like three Glenn. years. Okay. Just because I was freelancing but I still needed some money. I needed yeah. a way to get some money and I never wanted to be a teacher long term. I just needed something to do. Honestly. Makes and sense. I needed the you know, I had twin girls. I had yeah. to and I was the only one working. My wife's a stay at home mom. So I had to figure out a way to get some money. They give you three years. It's called lateral entry. So I was a yes. lateral entry teacher and they mm-hmm. give you four years now to get your license, but I never wanted to get my license. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm realistic with myself. I didn't want to be a teacher. Yeah. But what I knew was I was like, something has to happen in these three years before this lateral entry license expires. <laughs> so what I did was, once again, the blogger stuff, blogger.com. Yes. But I took it to another level. So what I did was I made a 300-page book okay. about NFL draft prospects. So I called it my draft guide and I worked on it from May all the way through the beginning of the draft. So what I did was I worked like, like I said, I'm not a sleeper. (laughs) It it took me day and night to complete all that stuff. So not only did I have to watch the prospects, but I had to type up scouting reports about them, doing my own editing and then putting actual draft grades on them and building that big board. Like I talked about when you were scouting kids back when I was at Central. So it was about a 300-page book, and what I did was, once I finished that book, I sent it to everybody, oh. everybody that I knew. <laughs> sent it to everybody yep. that I knew. So I had a couple of friends at ESPN and that I had developed relationships with prior to, and I was like, hey, if y'all are ever looking for a draft guy, like, you know, I would be interested. And so they circled back again, and they was like, hey, we might have something. No way. Yeah, we might have something. Oh, and dope. then this was like, a couple months before it actually happened. So I get a message from a producer for ESPN. It's completely random. He doesn't have any profile picture or anything on Twitter. Okay. And he was like, hey, I need to send you an email. He introduced himself. His name is Dane. He's my boss now. Okay. So Dane introduced himself. He's like, hey, I'm a producer for ESPN, the draft site. And I was like, uh, is this spam or <laughs> a burner account or something? <laughs> he was like, no, nah, I need to send you an email. So I gave him my email address, and he was like, hey, we're interested in you. We like your stuff. I got some of your stuff from somebody else. Oh, my gosh. So that draft guy that I sent to somebody else, he got, got it in his him. hand, and he liked what he saw. So <sighs> it was just 
a spiral effect from there. So I go through like six rounds of interviews. I meet with pretty much every top name executive at ESPN. We go through all the contract stuff and, you know, it just happened from there. It was like, I couldn't believe it. Oh my. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. And then I tell my wife and my mom at the same, my dad at the same time. So they had no clue this was happening. They had no idea. I kept it. Cause it's funny funny the way I did it. So I asked my mom, I was like, what would you think if somebody just a random guy just emailed you and was like, Hey, not emailed you. Sorry. What if a random guy just DM'd you on Twitter and was like, Hey, I need to talk to you. I need to send you an email. She was like, I mean, I don't know. Let's just, let's just see what happens. Yeah. Little did she know it was me just trying to see what, like what she thought about it. But yeah, the round, I went through six rounds of interviews. It was a lot. This lasted like like a month. It mm-hmm. lasted like a month, and I'm checking back with them. I didn't hear anything back for a week. Of course. So I got nervous. Get nervous. Like, man, I was like, man, did I blow it? You know, I'm beating myself up. Like, what did I say wrong? But I followed back up with them. They was like, nah, we're just figuring out some stuff, the position that we want to create for you. Woo, this yeah. is creative for yeah, you, this was brother. created for me. It was created for me. So I hear back that week after. It's like, we're going to offer you this position. And I was like, man, like. I can't believe it. Like, this is the four-letter network. <laughs> this is something, like, you dream of growing up. As a kid, you're watching this. Yeah. So, with ESPN, like, so I'm not sure if you know this guy. His name is Mel Kuyper Jr. Yeah. So, Mel Kuyper has been doing the draft since 1984. Like, he, they call him the godfather. God. He's the one that actually created the lane of the NFL draft on TV because nobody really? else was doing that. Wow. He calls me that next day, and his name actually pops up. On and I'm like, phone. yeah, I'm like. <laughs> No way. <laughs> and we talked for like two and a half hours. You crazy. We're just talking. Really? And I like, like Mel, Mel's like Michael Jordan to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Mel's like, so you losing like, it. I'm like, man, I'm on the phone with Mel Kuyper Jr. You know He's what I'm like, saying? We're talking for like two and a half yeah. hours. I was like, man, like I'm really here. I'm at ESPN. So yeah, this it's a crazy story. And like, I still can't believe it. I have to pinch myself sometimes, man. That is, oh, yeah. I mean, well-deserved. You work for that. Yeah. I mean, shout out to you for sending yeah. it out. This kind of, just blindly. I yeah. mean, that's just you know that's what it is, yeah. um, and that is what a what an amazing story. I had yeah. no clue. I didn't know you were teaching first. Of Nobody all. does. I had no clue Nobody that was does. happening. <laughs> Nobody did. Shout out to that for, yeah. for making ends meet. You yeah. know, you gotta do what you gotta do. Um, and these interviews were they all virtual interviews? All virtual. Okay, but I was like, well, how did you? I don't know how you snuck out the house to go yeah. do an interview without your wife knowing. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> like, so what I did was, and I'm sure you remember this, I did it on my planning period. Okay. I did it during my planning period. Yeah. All the meetings I did, I had fourth period planning. So the day ends at like 3.30 in high school. So my day would be over at 2 o'clock. Yes. So I would tell them like, hey, I can meet at 2.30. And my parents, they lived in an apartment at the time while their house was getting built. Mm-hmm. They had an apartment like five minutes away from the school. So I would drive over there while they were at work and I would do <laughs> all my interviews. In there, and they had no idea. They had no idea. idea. They had no idea that I was interviewing for ESPN. Sneaky. Yeah. Bruh. (laughs) And I guess, I mean, it makes sense of something that big deals. I was going to keep it. I'm going to keep keep, keep my composure, keep calm. Until it's official. I'm not going to say anything. Right. Just chill out. Right. Um, Okay. Their reactions then. So, how were their reactions? Oh, they were running around the house. Okay. (laughs) Like, they couldn't believe it. They were like, like, wait, it was wait. like a silence for like three seconds. <laughs> yeah, we, dad, I figured dad was just yeah, like, yeah, excuse my dad me? Was like, what? <laughs> like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, I'm serious. 
Yeah, so they're just going crazy. Mom's crying because I'm I'm a, I'm my only child. Yeah. So I'm our only one. Yeah. She's like, I'm so proud of you. My wife's going crazy. She's screaming. It was it was crazy, man. I'll never forget that day. You had a, you had a kids. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, so I don't know what's going on. I know you had a young but still <laughs> though. It's just like that's, I mean, probably yeah. looking at them was like that's a dream. Oh like, yeah, your dad's you know, a superstar. My wife sent me a video. My first time on TV, they actually were like, Daddy, Daddy on TV. Yeah, that was just crazy. That oh, made me tear up. That is yeah. beautiful, bro. Yeah. Yeah, oh, my crazy. gosh. And then your, how was your first time touring the facility? Cause yeah, it was amazing. You yeah. It was amazing. You know, people you see on TV, you just see them. So ESPN has a big campus in yeah. Connecticut, like maximum security, Ooh, all that stuff yeah. to get in there. So I go there for orientation. And I just see people walking around that you see on TV, and they're just, just like oh my holding God. Starbucks and <laughs> eating a sandwich wrap for lunch. You know what I'm saying? Normal like, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a college campus. And I'm like, oh man, this dude's been an anchor on ESPN for 20 years. He's just walking he around, just here. chilling. You know, he just be normal people around there. So Golly. yeah, that was the crazy part. You know, I didn't try to be a fanboy. I'm never starstruck. I'm I'm yeah. never been a person that's been people, starstruck. People. But it's like. Oh man, there's such and such. You know, yeah. so you just walking around, just drinking Starbucks and oh man, about to go on Sports Center. So yeah, it was pretty cool. That's dope. Like, so so you, I mean, it has to seem so surreal. I mean, yeah. that's such a humongous network, and a lot yeah. of people have dreams of doing what you're doing, yeah. just being involved with that community. Right. Um, that's that's amazing. So how's the job been? How's it been so it's far? It's great, man. It's great. I have no complaints at all. You know, there was a lot of things that I learned my first year being on camera. <clears throat> Excuse me, having never been on camera before besides post game interviews, but it's completely different <laughs> yeah. when you're presenting information. And I learned a lot. Yeah, you know, presentation, being in suits and stuff yes. like that. There's just so many things that go into it. But just seeing myself on ESPN, man, like it's crazy even to this day. I, yeah, uh, I, I can't even imagine. Yeah, that's yeah, it. I mean, the, the millions of people yeah, are watching, right. listening to your research and your analysis right. and all that. And, and just, I can tell, like every time I go on TV, <clears throat> excuse me, I have to put my phone on Do Not Disturb. Oh, because all the homies. Oh my god, <laughs> everybody's texting me. Jordan! Everybody's texting me. Yeah, like I see you on TV. Oh man, I like that suit. It's like my phone is just going crazy. So, wow, yeah, that's crazy. It's, it's, I love that it's, you're from High Point. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You're a homie, someone I know. You know what I'm saying? I was yeah. just, I mean, I was on one of a million people. People very proud of you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for people who don't really know what the day to day is like for yeah. an, for analysts, kind of go through kind of what you do and just how it works. Yeah. So basically, I'm just watching football yeah. all day. And like I said, back when I was scouting uh, or I was recruiting coordinator for North Carolina Central, I'm just sitting back and I'm just watching guys what they yeah. put on tape. Um, like quarterback at Alabama this year's name is Bryce Young I'm just going through and I'm watching all 12 games that he played last year mm. just writing down things I like things I don't like yeah. is he a first round pick or is he a late round guy just little stuff like that and I just make my way through each roster around the country looking up background information all the way back to middle school and high school yeah. just so I can be ready to talk about them on TV just because if you say the wrong thing on TV, you're going to hear about it. Exactly. Like, hey, I never did that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> There's so many things that go into being on TV. So I just want to make sure I'm preparing. But yeah. I've always prepared. I just compare it to when I was preparing for playing a game. It's yeah. the same way. You have to know your opponent. You got to scout them. You got to know the ins and outs of them. So, yeah. I mean, it's just nothing new to me. It's something I've been doing all my life. Yeah. I mean, everything you've done is prepare you for this yeah. for that moment. So when you got it, you're like, oh, cool, I'm ready. I've been ready. Right. Let's go ahead and right. just get it started. Right, man, that is phenomenal. That's yeah. so cool, and you're getting ready to relocate to um, to Mooresville, to yeah. Mooresville, right yes. outside of Charlotte. So just have got a new house built there. 
we're excited. The girls will have a little bit more room to run. Hang out. Um, yeah, get to decorate the house. My wife has killed me with HGTV. <laughs> so, yeah, I told her I'm going to cancel that channel. So she's, she's ready to decorate the house. So, yeah, she's excited about that. Oh, that's amazing. You, you, you have any future goals of where you want to go after this or what you want to do? Yeah, so, I mean, ESPN, obviously, yeah. I love what I'm doing right yeah. now. And, you know, I've always somebody that lives in the now. Yeah. I don't really look ahead. And whatever comes, it comes. Just like ESPN, it was a goal. Um, I've never been somebody that sets goals, honestly, just because when you lose, you kind of lose sight of the now when you're setting. Oh. Those so many goals, so many goals. And with goals, you... I have to do this in three years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And when, what if you don't attain it in those three years? It's yeah. kind of like what now? So I've always been that person that just lives in the now, honestly. So like just take life how it comes. That's yeah. just how I've always been. That's amazing, man. Yeah. And, you know, whatever comes, you is well-deserved. You know, yeah. They're going to do amazing things. I'm super brag about you um, for years <laughs> on out. Let's do it now. Because every time I see I, I watch football. That's how I bond my dad. I watch mm-hmm. football and watch ESPN. Usually one with him. And I've seen you on there, you know, a good the times you've been on there. And it's it's surreal, man. Yeah. So, you know, I'm happy you did this interview with me. No problem, it's man. super Anytime. dope. Right, as we go way back. So, I wouldn't. You know, when I asked you, I was like, man, he might not want to do this. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, um, absolutely. I love podcasting. <laughs> Of course, I know you miss it. I'll, yeah, I'll, I hope sure. you can bring it back for too. Sure. Yeah, I hope so. You know, that's a that's a goal of yours. So, yeah, this has been amazing, man. I can I appreciate for you sure, so man. much for doing yeah, this. I'm, I'm proud of you too, man. It's mean, funny. I'm out here just seeing how life works out. Everybody <laughs> is 30 plus years old now. We're getting bald and fat and all that stuff. So, all of it, brother. All of it, man. All of it. But it's it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah, and congratulations, man. I appreciate you so much. You. Uh, you know, everyone look out for Jordan on ESPN. Football season starting up. This is your season. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. <laughs> Traveling around, all that stuff. So, man, I'm proud of you, man. I love you so much, and thank you, man. Appreciate love you, you too, man. I appreciate you. Cool. Thank you for listening, everyone. If you've got questions for Jordan, he's obviously he's a busy time of the year. So, I mean, he has Instagram. I'll link that and everything and get his ideas and see him on ESPN and see what he has to say about these players. Yeah, so it's jordan.reed underscore. On Instagram and then Jordan underscore Reed R E I D on Twitter. Shoot me a follow. Yes, absolutely. All right, man. Shoot me a follow. Support Jordan. Support his dreams, and we'll see where he goes. I'm sure he's gonna be in the spotlight, you know, for years on out. For so, sure. Yeah. Thank you for listening, and have a good one. <laughs>